0: Hello, horror, horror fanatics. fanatics. I'm Frank.
1: And I'm Jen, and we welcome you to our weekly podcast.
0: Oh. oh. The horror. Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy.
1: If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You
0: can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address at O-T-H at SeriouslyDecent.com. Sure. And you can head over to our website at com.
1: You could do that. Yeah. That's definitely some, some things you could do. Some
0: options, yeah. yeah. Connect to our social media presence. Yeah. Check our back catalog. Connect to your favorite platform. So, here we are again.
1: Back at the beginning.
0: Back in the beginning. <laughs> we uh, we dealt with this topic uh, lightly with demons and demonology. We did. Way back in the day.
1: So what are we talking about today, Frank? We
0: are episode 38, 38 today. Yep. Doing Satan.
1: Could it be say- Satan?
0: Satan? <laughs> Possibly.
1: Could very well be.
0: We'll, uh, He's got couple two three names well you know it's funny you say that you know the whole he thing yeah and uh, you know it's a little muddier than that because originally uh, well even dean's gonna uh, he's
1: got some things to say
0: apparently Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it would have been nice if he told us that before yeah but
1: well hey you know he's
0: free with his creative directorness and okay you know he just whatever he thinks is on his mind We get it. Mm -hmm. I've got a a few just kind of globalized sources on this. Mm -hmm. I dove into my Thomas Nelson King James study Bible.
1: I have one. One. One uh, source. What's that? The Encyclopedia of Demons and Demonology by Rosemary Ellen Guiley.
0: Your favorite.
1: My favorite book. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You took a hiatus of that from Demons and Demonology, and you jumped right back in
1: well, I mean if it's, I'm being honest, it book. is all encompassing, and turns out I could have referred to it for our fairies episode as well.
0: Mhm, I think we talked about that a bit, and you uh, you were like no i'm I'm not uh yeah done with that book
1: it's a uh, it's a great book,
0: it really is, but if takes, you uh
1: takes a lot out of you. If you're
0: out there and you like a nice catch all on this type of stuff, the yeah. demons, demonology, bit that is an exceptional book to have.
1: Yeah. It is. Um I would put in the caveat that, you know, unless you're really into this mm-hmm. topic, um
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: Then yeah. If
0: you're the hardcore ones. Yeah. It's a good book. Yeah. It's a really good book. But interestingly, yes. Satan actually what do you think? You think this really came from the Bible? Satan?
1: If I'm The
0: term Satan.
1: Well, here's the thing. Yeah. I get into a lot of this, and yes, um so do I. He does make an appearance in the Bible. Um,
0: See, that's the thing. This is where I'm getting at. It's not really a he.
1: I say he only because one of the other uh, designations for him, he's Prince of the Fallen.
0: See, I went back even further on this kind of idea. Mm -hmm. Because originally in the Bible, in Bible times, in Hebrew, Satan, direct Mm -hmm. translation in Hebrew. It's not some other name or whatever. It's S-A-T-A-N. Hebrew. The word means adversary. Yes. So it's not even really a person. It's, it's, it could be an idea. It could be yeah. any of that. Yeah. I think there was a lot of perversion throughout time to put well, an actual.
1: Yeah. It actually specific came down person. to, um, some specific, uh, poets and, uh, clergy. That That's actually, what I'm saying. Like
0: non-biblical clergy was about as close as it got. But whenever the word's used as a proper name in the Old Testament and New Testament, it refers basically simply to, like, the great enemy of God. Yes. That's in, like, Job 1, verse 2. Yeah. And then uh, the death of Christ, of course, on the cross is the basis for Satan's final defeat and his continuing rebellion against God. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But most of the, like, there's a few annotations that goes directly to that. Um, There's a lot of indexes like into the end of times prophecy and stuff, but that's more again, rebellion and destroyer and the evil one. And, you know, around that specific thing, but they never really kind of talk about a specific person. Well, this is Mr. Satan.
1: It's funny. You say that because in the encyclopedia of demons and demonology, Mm -hmm. um, Satan's got many names including mm-hmm. Lucifer, the devil, Satanil, or Satanel, and Satan, yeah. and all of which refer to a fallen angel. Yeah. So then the fallen angels themselves are classified even further. And the fallen angel- angels are angels that have fallen from God's grace and are punished by being banished from heaven and fall to earth. There are three versions of the Book of Enoch that associate fallen angels with the Watchers, and the Watchers are 200 angels who descended from heaven to cohabitate with women and, in turn, corrupt humanity. They are severely punished by God, and in 2 Enoch, it, they break them out into four categories. Satanel, or Satanel, who is the Prince of the Fallen One, once a high angel who thought he could be greater than God and was thus cast from heaven on the second day of creation. He's imprisoned in the fifth heaven. The watchers, who are also imprisoned in the fifth heaven, they are dejected and silent. Then there's the apostate angels, and those are the followers of Satanel who plotted with him and turned away from God's commandments. They're imprisoned in the second heaven, a place of darkness, greater than earthly darkness. They hang under guard, waiting for the measureless judgment. They are dark in appearance, weep unceasingly, and ask Enoch to pray for them. And then the fourth are angels, possibly some of the watchers, who are sentenced to be imprisoned under the earth. Mm -hmm. So according to Christianity, it is the arrogant, prideful Lucifer that is cast out of heaven, along with a third of the heavenly host, which is about... 1,333,306,668 angels, according to lore, and they fell for nine days. Theologians posited that a portion of each of the nine orders of angels fell. Some claim the fallen composed a tenth order. The fallen angels would become demons seeking to ruin men's souls, and this was a view reinforced by St. Thomas Aquinas, Lucifer would later um, become identified as Satan. Lucifer in Latin means light bringer Mm -hmm. and was originally associated with Venus, the morning star. Lucifer's identity as the prideful angel cast out of heaven with his followers who became demons rests mainly on legend and poetic literature, such as the works of Dante and John Milton.
0: Yeah, the Divine Comedy really... Kind of lays the groundwork for what would be now even modern ideas of what the devil, hell, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Because, I mean, the idea, a lot of them circle around the idea and even theologians that the devil governs hell really probably came from Dante's divine comedy. Yes. And in that, God created hell when he threw the devil and his demons out of heaven with such power that they created an enormous hole in the center of the earth. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's Cliff Notes right there, folks.
1: So is that hole in the center? Well, no, because the hole in the center of the earth, I was going to say, is that the fiery crater in Turkmenistan? But no, no that no. was caused by uh, that was some drilling. That
0: was caused by some shoddy workmanship. Yeah. That's a- yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, and Dante portrayed the devil as, of course, this grotesque winged creature with... Three faces and each chewing on a, you know, this devious sinner. Yep. And the wings, you know, blown, freezing cold winds throughout hell's domain. And the Bible doesn't describe the devil in detail. This is where it starts. You got to kind of have like what the Bible story is. And you got to have what all of these writers are saying. Are saying. And even uh, early artistic interpretations of the Divine Comedy Feature these shocking images of the devil and his mm-hmm. demons inflicting most unimaginable human suffering. Yep. Only embolden people's thoughts about hell and the devil. Right. I have kind of a theory. Okay. Where I think before Dante's Divine Comedy, I think Satan, the devil, was literally, as I was saying earlier, just adversary. an adversary term. It was either. Satan could be an idea. Right. It could be a person. It could be a behavior of a just person. the opposite of God. But just basically like every, the there's opposite. There's an opposite for everything. Exactly. The, mm-hmm. It's basically the void of God.
1: Right. Yes.
0: That's how I interpret it mm-hmm. um, from a biblical standpoint. It's just the void of God. If you take God out, Satan will live there because there's no commandments to right. rule by. There's no none of the... Um, you know, without getting into incredible hot topics of religion because, right. you know, it's such an easy thing to talk about, you know, yeah, right. forever. But the fact is, is in other religions, there is this other side, this other character, this right, good and yeah. bad type thing. In Islam, the devil is known as, I want to say sh- shaytan or shaitan S-H-A-Y-T-A-N. S-H-A-Y-T-A-N. Mm -hmm. And like the devil in Christianity is thought to be, you know, this rebellion against God. Well, if we're being honest, it
1: is a, um, you can, in Shaitan, you can almost hear Satan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there's really, you know, for for all the differences that Islam and Christianity will have, this section of the devil Mm -hmm. and this bad force of Satan, so to speak, Mm -hmm. they're really parallel. Right. I mean, there's not a whole lot in Judaism. Satan is a verb, which gets back to the adversary right. type piece. And I mean, honestly, Old Testament is more of the Judaism
1: yes. hits,
0: so yes. to speak. You know, they're not really a. Uh, you know, I think a lot of them would say the New Testament's a nice story. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But but basically, it re- generally refers to a difficulty or a temptation to overcome instead of literally being. Right. And that's the struggle of being a follower mm-hmm. of God and and serving those those practices. Right. Yeah. I think there's a lot of I don't think there's much room for argument or interpretation in that in those sense with,
1: well it's funny because in the encyclopedia mm-hmm. in the early years of Christianity, the name Lucifer was sometimes applied to Christ Because Christ was the light bearer. And the early church father, Origen, who lived in the second and third centuries, he equated Lucifer and Satan. And then later, Augustine and Jerome would also follow suit. And it was Jerome's translation of the Bible, the Latin Vulgate, that made Lucifer the chief fallen angel.
0: Mm -hmm. And in Buddhism... Uh, Mara is the demon that tempted Buddha away from his path of enlightenment. Mm -hmm. And this is actually like in Christianity's Jesus resisting the devil. Right. Buddha also resisted temptation and defeated Mara. I Mm -hmm. mean, this is a very common idea across all of the major religions. They have this entity that is a adversary view of the main idea Mm -hmm moving forward in their religion, whether it's Buddhism, Judaism, Islam, Christianity. It's pretty interesting that it all has that, that bit of a view. And I kind of just look at the way men and women would be back then. I mean, you want to talk, could you imagine how superstitious everybody would be?
1: Well, that's how they came up with the changeling.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm even going back to like before Christianity got big, you had all of the like Roman gods.
1: Oh, it, and, it, all of the pagan gods. There was a god for everything. Yeah, and everything. And was that's a what sign. I'm saying.
0: Like the superstition then was, I'd have to say that was probably the peak. I don't, I don't know if I'd say peak, but definitely the very beginnings of yeah. of superstition on a documented level. Yes. And and probably, and this is where, like, I just find it fascinating to talk about these types of topics because you basically had a very Large massive group of superstitious people till basically like mid 1900s, early 1900s. Yeah, that's when it started coming around, and like the science end mm-hmm. started taking a kick and answering a lot of these questions. Well, I their, mean,
1: it's funny, but still at our core, there's a lot of superstitions. Oh, there's a ton, and that's what yeah. I'm saying.
0: It's not like it's a race, no, but, but I'm just saying, like pre 1900, yes, like 1800s, late 1800s and back all the way to 500 BC, Yeah, you're talking massive superstition.
1: Right, yeah.
0: Just incredible superstition. Mm-hmm. And it was over anything. Oh, yeah. You know, if you went to battle, you had to pray to this god. And if you uh, if rain was coming, you know, because they didn't understand literally how the weather worked or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, it was all just crazy stuff. And even, like, the Mayan civilizations were they would do the sacrifices and all that stuff yeah. to...
1: We didn't sacrifice enough people or... or to get a good harvest yeah. for the next yeah. year. I mean, that's yep.
0: literally just trying anything to make it work and just yeah. the mind mm-hmm. going into that. And I find that just in, extremely compelling that yeah. it went on for that long. I mean, we were just talking about it like it a month ago. Maybe we worth doing
1: a, a, its own episode.
0: Oh, Definitely. But we were just talking about like a month or two ago, where I mean, good drinking water wasn't really a thing no, until. That's
1: why they had like, mead and and yeah, but they that's came what I'm getting up, at yeah. is
0: people have been basically sober since the 1900s. Yeah, and and people even look here in the states is that you know that was the uh, prohibition area where everybody was drinking, but it's like yeah, but you had water,
1: right. Yeah, I
0: mean, like, I think back of that, of even just with everybody talking about how modern medicine and mm-hmm. everything is working to get the average life expectancy up. I think water is taking, it's, I don't think it gets the credit. Like I don't think it
1: gets enough credit. It yeah. doesn't
0: get enough credit at all. I think people just drinking water flat out instead of mead or beer. Yeah. All the time. And you think about it from basically the beginning of mankind. hmm Till 1900, people were just shit-faced all the fucking time. It's hey,
1: just, man, you got to do what you got to do.
0: Yeah, and I mean, that's where I see people living at like 35, yeah. 40, because you're just getting plastered yeah, all the time. Oh,
1: A lot of cirrhosis. Yeah. Undiagnosed all, cirrhosis. Yeah,
0: but it's amazing that, to me, just civilizations kept on some sort of a growth path mm-hmm. with that in their diet. Right. But this is where I definitely think, you know, you get a lot of people around. They're inebriated. There's not a lot of answers for things. So you've got to come up with resolutions for things. Right. And I think that's where a lot of this stuff takes fruit. And that's where I think the spinoff where you have like this kind of, I hate to say innocent idea because it doesn't give it enough credit. No. But saying that Satan's an adversary
1: mm-hmm.
0: wasn't good enough. I could see that. I could well, see where that wasn't good enough for people. Well, the,
1: the pagans... They had, uh, they didn't have a devil, but they did have, like, the fairies, and mm-hmm. they had the evil fairies. It and links they had, to the whole
0: adversary yep, yep, idea. You know, it yep. really meshes well with all of these, for lack of a better term or what I'm going to say, organized groups. Mm-hmm. You know, without trying to press any nerves too far into anything, but any of these over, you know, these organized groups have this adversary component. Yes. And and then, I, like I said, I think with people, and as superstitious as they were because they didn't have answers for things, had to have answers for things. Mm-hmm. And it's easy just to assign blame, say, for certain things right. to a devil or right, a yeah. specific person. Well, it
1: can't be you. It's got to be something or someone else. Well, yeah. So yeah. do you have... Um, Any reference to Mormonism? Because they've got quite the origin story for Lucifer.
0: I read some stuff, but I didn't put it in my notes because I already had a bunch.
1: So in Mormonism, Lucifer, which is halal in Hebrew, Mm -hmm. is a brilliant and powerful archangel, a son of Elohim, who is God the Father, and brother to Yahweh, who is God the Son, Jehovah, or Jesus. And to all of the children of Elohim, including all of the souls of um, humanity. Lucifer became obsessed with pride and attempted to take over Elohim's family and subvert the father's plan for his children. This leads to a struggle of wills where Lucifer and his followers lost. They are then exiled to earth where they are permitted to tempt people. When Elohim's purpose has been fulfilled, Lucifer and his demons will be exiled to the outer darkness, completely cut off from divine light and love. So in 2 Enoch, also called the Slavonic Apocalypse of Enoch, um, that book names the leader of the fallen as Sataniel. In Enoch, Sataniel is an archangel and leader of the watchers, and he's cast, as I said, from heaven on the second day, the day in which God creates all angels from a great fire he cuts off from the rock, which is the foundation Mm -hmm. of the heavens. Quote, But one under the order of the archangels deviated, together with a division that was under his authority. He thought up the impossible idea that he might place his throne higher in the clouds, which are above the earth, and that he might become equal to my power. And I hurled him from out of the height, together with his angels, and he was flying around in the air, ceaselessly above the bottomless. Enoch 29, verses 4 through 5. Satanel is imprisoned in the fifth heaven with the Watchers and the Nephilim. Satanel in Bogomolism is a Gnostic dualistic sect that flourished in Europe through the 10th and 15th centuries. Satanel is the older of the two sons of God, the other being Christ. Satanel was created before Christ and was created good along with all the other angels. He was held in the highest esteem highest esteem, and sat at the right hand of God as his steward. He soon grew dissatisfied with his station and rebelled. He persuaded other angels to join him, promising them freedom from boring liturgical duties. God reacted by casting them out of heaven. Satanel wandered the void and decided to make a new world for himself, a second heaven over which he could become like a second god. The universe became his second heaven.
0: So that's the Mormon... Uh... It's it.
1: um, it's Mormons, sl- and then we go into Slavonic, mm-hmm. and then we go into Bogomolism, which is a Gnostic.
0: Yeah, it's Gnostic, right?
1: Dualistic sect. And then Satan is the personification of evil and head of all demons. He's equated with the devil, and Satan, as you said, is the Hebrew word meaning adversary and originally was not a proper name. He was evolved, um, Satan has evolved over the centuries to become the opposite and the opponent of God, the prince, uh, and Satan is the prince of darkness and the subverter of souls. His goal is to turn to, uh, turn human beings away from God so that they become condemned to eternal torment and hell. And in the New Testament, Satan becomes personified as an entity and the terms devil and Satan are used interchangeably. The Gospels tell of Satan's testing Jesus. In Mark, his name is Satan. In Matthew, and Luke, he is, quote-unquote, the tester or, quote-unquote, the devil. In Mm. Luke, the devil promises Jesus earthly glory if he will pay the proper homage. In Luke 10, Jesus um, comments that he has seen Satan fallen like lightning from the sky, a reference similar to the fall of Lucifer in Isaiah, which had occurred in the past.
0: Well, and that's like the... um at Jesus' Jesus's time, that's when the devil was really becoming the explanation for all that really kind of goes wrong.
1: Yeah, and Luke also states that Satan entered into Judas to induce him to betray Jesus.
0: Yeah, because even like back in Genesis, they didn't really, you know, when they were describing first sin and yeah. all of that, they didn't blame it on the devil. Mm-mm. They didn't blame it on any of that. Basically, there was no indication in the story that, the serpent was anything more to them than just basically a talking snake. Right, Yeah. That's really it. There's nothing more to read in between the lines with that. And Satan as a character itself doesn't appear again until like the book of Job. Yeah. And even there he's portrayed, it's, it's a portrayal of a servant rather than an actual enemy of God. hmm And again, Jesus' time, it goes through there. And this is, it's amazing because after all this time, it's still just wrestling back and forth, back right. and forth. I tried to read as much as I could. I mean, the Bible's a big book, but it really kind of matches on that. There really isn't any th- much talk until, like I said, Job, and then the New Testament, it really cranks it up. Yeah. it's uh,
1: The Gospel of John references uh, the devil in, in the first. He is the, quote-unquote, man-killer from the beginning who does not stand for truth, a mm-hmm. reference often taken to refer to the serpent in the Garden of Eden. Jesus refers to him as the ruler of the world. The devil and Satan are both mentioned in reference to entering into the heart of Judas. And the epistles refer to both the devil and Satan. Paul refers to Satan by name as obstructing his efforts to spread the gospel as a tester of men's morals and faith and so an agent of punishment for the wicked. Paul indicates that Satan has his own designs on the world and that forgiveness will outwit Satan. In Revelation, Satan is synonymous with the dragon and serpent. He tests people, battles angels, and is uh, punished and bound. The early church fathers did more to to cement the identity of Satan with the devil and the tempter in the Garden of Eden and with Lucifer. In the second century, Justin Martyr was the first to identify Satan with the serpent. He said the fall of Satan at the hands of Christ was predicted in Isaiah in the description of the fall of Lucifer. Justin also linked Satan with the sons of God, or watchers, and associated the powers and principalities to orders of angels of the epistles with pagan gods and demons. Other church fathers, such as Theophilus and Tertullian, also placed Satan as tempter in the garden. And according to Cyprian, the devil was once a beloved and intimate angel of God, who perished at the beginning of the world out of envy over humanity. And in losing his own immortality, he took away the immortality of humans. Irenaeus echoed um, this view. And at some point, the origins are unclear, Satan became the ruler of hell and the chief tormentor of souls of the dead. And that's from like the 16th century on. His primary role was the tempter of humanity.
0: Yeah, that's where it became more of uh, a like more personified. Yeah. Than just dark forces running about. Right. Yeah, That's where it really starts taking a turn of this you know becoming pers- uh personified. Mm-hmm. I I read something that was pretty interesting. It was on uh, I think nationalcatholicreporter.com or something like that and it referenced this uh guy Richard Beck who teaches uh, psychology at Abilene Christian University. Mm -hmm. And he was uh, making a case in a new book. It was called Reviving Old Scratch. And uh, it's called Demons and the Devil for Doubters and the Disenchanted. And what he was talking about in the book is basically that, like, crossroads Mm -hmm. of is this a personified being or like dark forces Mm -hmm. and i didn't read the book unfortunately but there was this slacker yeah i know right (laughs) i don't read enough (laughs) uh but there was this one part where you know basically he and and the thing is is going through that book they say that it pretty much leaves the answer to the reader. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't come with any declaration right. on that. So if you're looking for an answer, don't read the book. But if you're looking to read something to just get more knowledge about it and right. more, yeah. But he, um, he interviewed the man who, for several years, was the pastor of the Lutheran Church near Wichita, Kansas, regularly attended by the BTK killer. Wow. Yeah, and between 1974 and 1991. BTK murdered 10 people.
1: Yep, he did.
0: And all the while being a municipal employee in a ch- uh, church uh, stalwart. So
1: Wasn't it the um, the envelopes or the stationery from the church that actually helped them identify him?
0: Yeah, I think so. And he asked the pastor, uh, his name's Mike Clark, whether his experience had changed his views about evil. Mm-hmm. And he said, yes, he used to avoid those sections of the Bible that talked about the devil. Right. So when he would do a whole service, he would just avoid all that stuff. Right, yep. But he said he looked evil in the eye and become convinced that Satan was actually a personified evil.
1: I I I find that
0: interesting because this is what I wanted to ask you. mm -hmm. And trust me, it was hard to go this long without asking me. Yeah, people listening, like. This is what we talk about. It's like we yeah, talk about we this do. stuff a lot. So it was hard for me to resist this because I really just wanted to talk about it, but mm-hmm. I thought it would be great to talk about it on here. Do you think that it's a personified evil or just a dark forces? So, for example, let's just say.
1: Can I say it's a combination of both? I don't think do No, you can I say whatever you want because there's not the like a real
0: answer to it.
1: I think you know? it's. I think when the forces of evil can actually personify in a person, mm-hmm. they do that. Because if you've opened the door and you've let them in, yes. there you go. But I think there's constant. We are constantly at battle with the forces of evil. Oh, the certainly. forces of evil are constantly trying to win certainly. to take over. And there are times where they do make great headway.
0: So do you think, let's stick with the kind of serial killer theme here, because mm-hmm. I think it's actually a good it's a good medium for this type of talk. Yes. <laughs> Richard Ramirez. Yes. Do you think that...
1: Evil personified, correct. Evil
0: personified. Yes. So would it be safe to say maybe that it's... evil force like adversarial forces that creates a personification would you buy into that
1: you know in supernatural when a demon takes over a person and they subvert a person to their wills yeah it's like that black
0: yeah the black
1: black smoke yeah that encompasses. I always
0: thought that was a cool representation.
1: I think that I think aside from actually All visually the visual, seeing the visual black stuff, smoke, yeah. I think that's very much how it it could no, happen. And
0: I say that, but also not as quick. Correct. Like, I think it's just like that's what I think kind of frustrates me. I would love to see a movie and of course it'd be the most boring movie in the world because it would take forever. But the chipping away yeah, You know, because like a movie will just, and I think this is where, this is where movies have kind of imprinted something, kind of like divine comedy, mm-hmm. imprinted something in people. Cause you like, you mentioned supernatural yes, and there's a bunch of people that watch supernatural that are like, yes, that's how I think it happens. Yeah. Me, I disagree to, a, I agree to a certain point. Mm-hmm. I think it's a slower thing. I don't think it's the th- snap of a finger. No. And of course, I think supernatural we... has 40 minutes exactly. to tell a story. I
1: think we breathe it in. And I think we can breathe it in, and the more we, we breathe it in, the more yeah. it grows, and the more you just, because we do have free will, and the more we subvert that free will mm-hmm. to poor choices, yeah. the more that evil grows and festers and I within a that, person. I
0: take that with a kid that lives like in a bad neighborhood. So a kid in a bad neighborhood. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. But like this is kind of my hypothetical theory person. Mm -hmm. You have a kid in a neighborhood, maybe he's a 13-year-old boy Mm -hmm. and he just wants to be included in everything and just Mm -hmm. do whatever, but he lives in a shitty place. He can't travel and go anywhere.
1: Right. Doesn't have any
0: money, Mm -hmm. doesn't eat well, Mm -hmm. probably has two parents that just suck. Mm Mm-hmm you know, give no direction, Mm -hmm. no kind of, you know, there's no good aunt or uncle or anything. Right. And it's just a street kid and see somebody in their twenties drive by in a Mercedes G class Mm -hmm. sweet looking ride comes out wearing awesome clothes, you know, just awesome clothes every single day, pulls in his pocket, pulls out a wad of cash. Right. You know, and that's, to me, like, that's the start. That's the start of taking that term it's because like now they're like, I want to be like that. Yeah. It's now, a seed. it's you an can either... idea because you look yep. and, especially in, in that situation, you're saying, that's a successful person. And that's right. what that person sees. But what they don't see is what everything that person had to do to, to get right successful. to that. Yes. Per- I'm not even going to say successful because other people view success in different things, but I'm saying as the kid,
1: yeah, as a 13 year old, you're going to see that as a success, as
0: this hypothetical person is is going to want to want that success. Mm -hmm. And then he'll say, Hey, how can I be like you? What do I got to do? And he's going to be like, well, you do this and step one, you know, step two, that's step two to me, you know, Mm -hmm. step one, seeing and coveting, right? This is going to get biblical for a short second here, but I think it applies, mm-hmm. and I think people have to be really honest with themselves in that. Yeah, I really do. If you see something and you covet that, you want that. Yeah, that's you're you're crossing the line Correct. right there. There's a reason it doesn't why matter it's a how you raised. Yeah. It's it's not how you're you know. And granted, that stuff all sucks, mm-hmm. and it all lays a terrible framework yes. for how you're going to be as a person. But the moment you sit there and say, "I want that kind of car," Or I want that. I want that wad of money. I want. I want to be like that and have all these women right. around, you know, me and all that stuff. And 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 that's that's when you cross the line, right there. Mm-hmm. You haven't even asked, said, did anything. You're just you're you're wishing it. Yes. And then you take that step, and then mm-hmm. you talk to the guy, and you're like, Hey, how do I do what you do? All right. Well, you're gonna work for me now. Mm-hmm. And that's where. And the reason I'm bringing all this story up, so now as devil and Satan and evil is personified, is that guy that he came up with and said, this is what you're going to do to be to me, is that the devil? Or is that a messenger of the devil? And there's no answer to this, but this is where.
1: It could be any of the above or yeah. none of the above
0: yeah and but this is where it gets messy with people and this is where if you have someone that looks at that there's people that would look and say yeah no that's the devil yeah. yes I mean those
1: who those who are strong in their faith are going to say yeah. yes that is the devil tempting you and that is the devil speaking to you through a person yeah making yeah. you think that this is the path and that's to, where it- quote unquote success but those who are aren't strong in their faith. They're just going to be like, that's just a dude.
0: But here's, that's where I don't like the devil term. And that's where I'm getting, I took a a long way around to this, but I wanted the visual example Mm -hmm. to kind of support it. That's where I don't agree with the personification of the devil, but I just like the, me personally, I like the evil idea of it, the adversarial idea of it. Because the moment you try to put a face on it, then it just gets into a weird situation. To me, well, it does. And here's
1: the thing. The devil, evil, has many faces. Yeah. There isn't just one. Yeah. There isn't just a devil.
0: No, there but There are just
1: devils.
0: Publications and books and movies, yeah. they always want to slap that face on it, and it's the guy with the horns and the... You know, I mean, it's Dave the same.
1: Rol, Tim Curry. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because, I mean, like, I look at a heroin dealer. To me, that that's is just. the devil. That's the devil. That's a adversary of force. But I just, I don't know. I de- There's two things that I just default to every time. It's the pedophile child trafficker mm-hmm. and the and the person, I'm going to tread lightly on that. That's a whole different topic I'm. Yeah. we're going to have to cover because I've been finding out too much information about that. That just right. makes my stomach curdle and pedophiles the, the like the heroin like a hard drug dealer a pedophile and child trafficker i think they're evil incarnate correct i really do i think you know it just i don't think there's enough being done with those that that specific brand of people and the and the hills that people and the mountains that people will die on yeah to accuse this person of that and this right. person of this it's like Here's a here's one right here that everybody's all in agreement with. Yeah. Why are we Why are we dealing with all this other shit that has eight layers of conflict to it? Right. And then you pour gasoline all over it. Where you know I think they would have no problem if they were like, look, we're just going to clean up all the heroin dealers. You think there's going to be a lot of people saying, well, you know, they're missing. Well, I shouldn't say that. There's probably right a handful of people are going to be like, they're misunderstood. You just don't understand, but so.
1: The devil is supposed to be the personification of evil. In Christianity, the devil is the proper name for the evil counterpart to God Mm -hmm. who rules the torments of hell and commands armies of demons. The devil represents darkness, chaos, destruction, suffering, and the complete absence of good, light, and love. The word devil spelled in lowercase also is a generic term used interchangeably with demon to denote a lower-ranking evil entity. The term devil is derived from the Greek diabolos, slanderer, or accuser, and in turn translated from the Hebrew word Satan. The concept of the devil is the archfiend of evil developed slowly over many centuries, becoming a, a composite of Lucifer, the fallen angel. So in non-Western traditions, evil is expressed through deities who are seldom completely evil. The gods of a conquered people become devils or evil. And I don't think we can talk about Lucifer, Satan, or the devil without discussing Satanism, which is the devotion to Satan or the devil or the forces of darkness. It's not structured as a single unified organization or movement some forms are religious and involve the worship of Satan, while other forms involve high magic or are philosophies and lifestyle choices. Satanism and devil worship solidified during the Inquisition when witch hunters and demonologists promoted ideas that witches worshipped the devil and were in packs with him to wreak havoc in the world. Enemies of the Christian church, such as the Order of the Knights Templar and rival religious sects were accused of devil worship and witchcraft, which were crimes of heresy. Many Mm -hmm. of the accused confessed under the duress of severe torture. There is little evidence of Satanism prior to the 17th century when it became fashionable to participate in black masses. The most notorious took place during the reign of Louis XIV under the direction of the king's mistress, Madame de Montespan, and the rituals were led by an occultist named Lavoisin and a 67-year-old Libertine priest, the Abbe Giborg. Modern Satanism had its largest movement in the 1960s here in the U.S., led by Anton Sander LaVey, a shrewd, intelligent man who was charismatic and imposing. And in 1966, LeVay founded the Church of Satan in San Francisco. And you brought up the nine satanic statements once before. Yeah. Where Satan represents, one, indulgence instead of abstinence. Mm-hmm. Two, vital existence instead of spiritual pipe dreams. Three, undefiled wisdom instead of hypocritical self-deceit. Four, kindness to those who deserve it instead of love wasted on ingrates. Five, vengeance instead of turning the other cheek. Six, Responsibility to the responsible instead of concern for psychic vampires. Psychic vampires are my favorite. Yeah. I've met so many. Seven. Um, <laughs> Satan represents man as just another animal, sometimes better, mm-hmm. more often worse than those that walk on all fours, who, because of his divine spiritual and intellectual development, has become the most vicious uh, animal of all. Eight. Eight. All of the so-called sins, as they all lead to physical, mental, or emotional gratification. And nine, uh, Satan represents um, the best friend the church has ever had, as he kept it in business all these years. So the satanic rules, which you've brought up before, there's 11 of them.
0: Yeah, with the church of Satan. Yep,
1: do not give opinions or advice unless you are asked, which is number one. And honestly, that's a great number one. What? Rule, do not give opinions or, or advice unless yeah. you're asked. Yeah. Two, yeah. do not tell your troubles to others unless you are sure they want to hear them. Three, when in another's lair, show him respect or else do not go there. Four, if a guest in your lair annoys you, treat him cruelly and without mercy.
0: That's where it starts to take a turn.
1: Yes. Five, <laughs> do not make sexual advances unless you are given the mating signal. Yeah. We still don't know what that and is. And that's
0: what's funny because when I was going through those, I was like, all right, what's the mating s- signal? Yes. And uh, so
1: there's a couple, I want to keep going because yeah. there's some things I want to.
0: Yeah. And there's probably listeners that might not have listened to that episode. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um,. Number six is do not take that which does not belong to you unless it is a burden to the other person and he cries out to be relieved. Yeah. Seven, acknowledge the power of magic if you have employed it successfully to obtain your desires. Mm -hmm. If you deny the power of magic after having called upon it success, you will lose all that you have uh, obtained. Eight, do not complain about anything to which you need not subject yourself. Nine, Do not harm little children. Ten, do not kill non-human animals unless you are attacked or for your food. Mm -hmm. Eleven, when walking in open territory, bother no one. If someone bothers you, ask him to stop. If he does not stop, destroy him. Mm -hmm. And then the nine satanic sins. And these are pretty telling. One, stupidity. Two, pretentiousness. Three, Solipsism, which is the view or theory that the self is all that can be known to exist. Mm -hmm. Four, self-deceit. Five, herd conformity. Six, lack of perspective. Seven, forgetfulness of past orthodoxies. Eight, counterproductive pride. And nine, lack of aesthetics. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to bring these up specifically because I think... It's a very sad day when the church of Satan has these rules that you're supposed to follow that there's a great, I don't want to say majority, but there's a lot of people in the populace who break some and or all of these on a regular basis.
0: Mm-hmm. The tough part is, though, with some of those rules is it's generically Broad. It is
1: generically so like, broad. Like, like don't but be like, stupid. Do not harm little children.
0: No, that's a given. You know, but, but Really?
1: Because there's a lot of people who seem to think they can do whatever they want to little children. Well, no, no,
0: want. and that's true. And and this is where I think that's a that's that's some sort of genetic genetic flaw mm-hmm. or just natural flaw. Mm-hmm. I think that they have. I think there's yeah. something just sick with them. That, you know, cause I, I don't know if I remember, I don't, I don't know if I remember I told the story of where I was, I, I wouldn't say where I was working, but the, the dude with the, that got caught with the pedof- you pedophile You haven't told it on of, here? Yeah. Well, I'll tell a quick story with it. So I was going to work mm-hmm. and of course that day all my superiors were on vacation It was a long weekend type thing Mm -hmm. and they were all taken for So I was literally in charge of practically the whole place. Yeah. And that next day I go, I used to go, um, and get coffee. Right. I went, got coffee, came up and I got a call from the security desk and they said, FBI's here. They want to talk to you. Right. And I'm like, okay, come down. Hey guys, what's up? They're like, need to talk to you in private. Go off into a conference room mm-hmm. and they said, um, basically, there's an employee here that we have in custody that got caught trading child pornography. Right. Uh, pictures. And I couldn't and didn't want to believe the, the person that they, they said it was. Right. Yes. Because this was a person that I literally vouched for as a temp. Right. And was saying like, look, he's and everybody loved him. Right. Everybody loved yeah. him. And and here's all of a sudden I'm having this giant, deep, dark secret revealed to me. Right. And I and I even just like as natural as anybody would with just that strong kind of belief in something. I just, I was like, are you sure you got the right guy? Mm-hmm. I said, I'm not trying to tell you how to do your job or anything. He's right. like, no, no, no. We're 100%. I was like, well, I'm like, I know you can't probably talk to the case a lot. I'm like, but we're both, you know, I was cybersecurity. I was like, we're yeah. kind of professionals in this kind of realm to a certain degree I was like you have evidence I'm imagining they're like oh yeah no and they actually had a guy online communicate with him
1: right arrange
0: this date and they traded photos and all that stuff and then they got his computer from home which had even more of it right and they wanted to get that was the problem there is they wanted to get every computer he touched yeah and I was like he's a desktop support tech here yeah yeah you're going to have to take every computer in the damn building. You're going to have to take the CEO's computer, you know? And he was like, all right, let's just take what's around his desk and what he worked on, quote unquote. And that day changed me. There was a number of days that changed me along that kind of stuff. But that one changed me a lot because it really, you just never know. No. And it's like someone committing suicide. I always used to say this with people. It's like when someone wants to commit suicide, they're committing suicide. Yes. You're not going to see it coming. No. It's just going to be a snap of a finger. And it's just you know, going to happen. And everybody talks about those, you know, oh, well, you know, if they start doing nice things for people, yeah, that's cry for help. Right, you know, yeah. Or if they start doing this, that's cry for help. But yes. the ones that really want to do it, look, they have the plan. Yep. They had the plan. Yes. The plan's been in their head for at least a year. Mm-hmm. They, they've got it all figured out. Mm-hmm. It's just flip the glass top hit the button and done. Yeah. And you ain't going to know about it until the next day. And, and that's, I think this same type of caliber of person where right. the, the real ones that are conscious of it. And I just sit there and it's like, at that point you got to think it's a sickness, you know, but like I started rewinding the tape with that guy. And I remember like the few days before that he was really sweaty And I mean, he used to sweat a lot. He was kind of a bigger guy, but he was really sweaty. Like those couple days, really just anxious, short bursts of sentences, like just seemed like out of control. Yeah. And like, I'm thinking about it back then. I was like, yeah, no shit was kind of falling off the fucking rails for you, you know, but, but yeah, that's crazy. But the thing is, is you look and here's somebody that was holding a professional job. They had a family. You know, I don't know if he had kids, but I'm pretty sure he had a a, a girl he was dating or something like that.
1: Gacy I, had a family?
0: Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. All these people, they had this perfect co- cover. So I only say that because, you know, we're in this kind of unique time now where everybody's with these, quote-unquote, you know, I'll just say it generally, outlandish conspiracy theories. But yeah. you got to kind of ask yourself, you know, you are in a situation where— a, you can't just sit there and say some of this shit ain't true.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And I mean, I'll go through it with anything. Like I was telling you a, a few podcasts back with the aliens we were talking about yeah. with um, not Pascagoula abduction, but um, the forest. The uh, The Hoya, Bachu. Hoya Bachu Forest. I think anything's possible right now. Yeah. I think we're at that time now where anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Like people talk about lizard people and stuff like that. If that was unwrapped into I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I just nothing wouldn't. nothing surprises me anymore.
0: No, no. And, you know, and that's like I remember you used to get like so devastated with people. It's like you can't have your high hopes for stuff like that. Yeah, you can't have this mode. I,
1: I used to be one of those hopeful, yeah. positive people and, that just saw like rainbows and, the, and unicorns yeah. and it was a beautiful world and People were great, except when they weren't. And now <laughs> I'm just like, I hate people.
0: Well, no, and you can't say that either. I mean, like, I really think there is a power of good. There I really is. do. Because, like, for example, wor- working out in public, mm-hmm. I find even the most, like, just insufferable, grumpy person, if you're nice to them, they'll be nice back to you. Yes, most of the time, Mo-
1: yeah, I was gonna say, but most the fact of the time.
0: is, is you know, it's just a, it's an instant reaction, right? And again, that's an I think you know we talk a lot about the invitation of evil and the invitation of bad ideas, mm-hmm. but there's the invitation of good too. Correct. There's yes. that whole other fifty percent of the pie. Well, it's the, the yin pie. and the yang. Yeah, and I think if you you know, and I really admire. it Used to drive me nuts when I was around happy people all the time when I was a kid because I was an angst, right, angst-ridden kid. Yeah. And, and that used to drive me nuts, but I got a respect for it now as an older person yes. in my forties, because I do see the power of it where you can be nice to someone and you can literally see it. You can see them, you know, Hey, how you doing today? You know, and yeah. just like a passing thing. Oh, I'm doing okay. You know, how are you? Mm-hmm. I'm great. You know, isn't it a nice sunny day out? And you'll hear the, yeah, I guess. Oh, you don't like the heat. You know, no, I don't like the heat at all. You know, and you're like, yeah, no the humidity is really, you know, and you just turn someone who having a miserable day in the heat and you're,
1: you're turning them around. Yeah. yeah,
0: But you're, you're not necessarily, yeah. I mean, you're turning them around, but you're, you're finding this commonality with them and you don't have to do that. You could just say, Oh yeah, no. Okay. Bye. And they just be, well, what the fuck's that guy's problem? (laughs) You know? And that's honestly as simple as it works. But I think yeah, we're at a point where anything is possible, mm-hmm. and and definitely like getting in with these cel- serial killers and pedophiles and the child traffickers and yeah, you know. And now there's a lot of evidence that's suggesting. And again, some will say conspiracy theory or not. And this is something I got to talk with you off air about at some point because mm-hmm. of the digging and digging that I've done. They're now talking about a lot of like child snuff films. Apparently, these are a thing. These are a thing. Yeah. And again, people would probably sit there and go, oh, well, it's another lizard thing or not. But the fact is, is.
1: Well, here's the thing. Most conspiracy theory starts with a kernel of truth. So even if it goes wide and way off rails at its core and its Mm -hmm. essence, it started with either a truth or a fact, something.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then they no, they I'll just build
1: their narrative around
0: mm-hmm. yeah. that I'll, kernel. I'll, 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 I'll walk with you on that, definitely, yeah.
1: So, I mean, that's why I say nothing surprises me anymore.
0: No, no, and like my background on things that I've been, I you know, I haven't done the nicest stuff. And, and, no, and I'll never talk about it on here. But, but the again, fact is, it's like, but what it does is, I remember I used to work with this guy. And he was a desk where I used to talk to you about him all the time. Yeah. And and he just always would try to look for the good in people. And I remember he just, I would talk about something. And, and as I, an attorney, that, that was
1: surprising.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a defense. That. No, he was a defense attorney though. Yeah, so. but still, uh, as just, a
1: defense attorney yeah. of all people, he should be the one. But we that's would talk 100% about hundred
0: percent jaded. We would talk about certain things, and and I would just sit there, and I know that that was frustrating for me because. There was things I knew that were truths that I saw with my own two eyes, but I couldn't talk about it there because I'd reveal a lot more about right, myself
1: yeah. than you are comfortable On a life with. that yeah. I
0: passed and I'm reconciling with every day. Right. But but the fact is is you know and he just sit there and he just you know and it wouldn't just be him. It'd be a variety of people. Everybody knows these types of people. Yeah. You know, and they just sit there and say, no, you know, I'd like to think people have the, the, the good, you know, yeah. yeah I I think no. people have the good in it. And I'm just like, nah, no, nah, I don't. You know, and you hear, well, you know, why have you seen this? And it's like, well, you know, now I'm in a predicament where I can't like now, if you were to talk to me off on the street, I'm in a different point in my life now right. where yeah. I don't have that whole professional corporate bullshit around me. You know, I got my, I got my nice little life, you know, right. but and and I'd have a different conversation about it. And and maybe later on, I, I might dive into something like that. I wouldn't. But no, no. I, you know, but, but it just, yeah. The ones that think this is where like the topic of Satan and the devil, again, the adversary idea yes. is, uh, I think that needs to be sold more, you know, for, than the actual personification of it.
1: Than the Dave Grohl, Tim you know? Curry. Yeah. Well, Red and guy, like you orange. were saying,
0: like, I wish a movie, like getting back to the supernatural thing you were talking about, yes. I would love if they had a movie where somebody just had that slow ride into it yeah. and ended up being the, the personification end, you know, like the end personified bit Well, and the slow drip. That goes there. The, right. the, the, this this the decision, build up. that yep. decision, this decision, and right. and that, and, and and building it all. Cause like take tarot cards, for example. Yes. There's a whole group of people that think that tarot cards are evil. Yes. And that they're uh, you know, a a, a smack against God. Yes. And all of that. Yes. And then you have a whole nother group of people that would look at tarot cards as
1: and they swear by them like they will make
0: oh they life will make every single based decision on what those cards based on tell those. them yeah however and, where where i'm getting at with this is not the actual recipient of the reading but the actual person looking at the cards right they have this unique position mm-hmm. where they can deeply influence someone and I'm not saying the casual tarot card reader right. that's at yes. a fair or something yeah. like that. This is the one that you're talking this about is, that has a specific their, clientele, yes. and that clientele won't make a decision on until they get a reading. I you know, call
1: those the grifters because essentially that's what they're doing. Yeah. They are grifting on the either hopes, the fears, mm-hmm. the ambitions, the devastations, like, they are playing off of and onto all of that. When I was getting into, because I think you should, as someone who was Catholic, born and raised, Mm -hmm. the church says an awful lot about witches, says an awful lot about the devil, says an awful lot of about a lot of things. Yeah. And I've always approached things as you should know you should know your opponent. You should know who you're who you're fighting. So I started doing some research. And the more I started to do research into um wicca, witchcraft, tarot, mm-hmm. palmistry, everything I read stated that when you go into the i don't know how to say it like when you are taking the path where you're going to read for someone else yeah. be it their palm the the cards tea leaves every source that i read stated emphatically that you should only be doing it for the good of the person or for the the good of yourself to, um, you know, enhance your abilities, mm-hmm. to to become better at your craft, and that you should never charge people. Yeah. And, you know, we go to Salem every year. And oh, yeah. But- they are charging hundreds of dollars. And, again you know, I get it.
0: But that's a theme Whatever. park, basically. It, is. it really it is. is. Like, Omen over there at Salem, that's a theme park. It is. You know, someone's going there, and they're just like, hey, why don't we just go and get our, right. and you know, our reading, you know, and it's a cute thing. I and, get it and on I'm, that level. I'm not talking about that level at all. Yeah. I'm talking about like I said, the one that has a clientele, a set right. clientele. Yeah. Say the they Drifters. have say they have twenty people, ten people, yes. dedicated clients, quote unquote. Yes. That won't make a decision or do anything, won't get closer in a relationship right. with someone until they have a card reading. Right. Won't try a new job until they get a card reading. Right. All that stuff. Now that reader has a unique position where they could either do it in a very Positive way, positive way or a, way negative, or a way. negative way. Yeah. And we talked about this on witches mm-hmm. way back. What was that? Number two? Number two podcast? No, that was ghosts. No, it ghosts. But <laughs> but it was early. It yeah. was in our first ten podcasts. And I I always like this when like I'll see the occasional meme about witches and stuff like that. And this is definitely, you know, this is blurbs I put in my notes. Because it does kind of affect with this. And again, it's the adversary type position. Yes. And and just being consumed by a thought and yes. an idea that's not healthy or good. Yes. If witches just went around and healed people? Yes. And 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 fixed things?
1: Which initially
0: No, but they did. No, and that's what I'm saying, which no, and the modern witch still yeah. wants to wants do. Wants to do. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm not getting in the way of that. Right. But what hurt witches like everyone else in any other type of group or subgroup is you had the one that said, I'm going to make you blind or my aunt's a witch. I'm going to make sure that, you know, you, you know, look at Stephen King and thinner. Mm -hmm. That curse, the the curse, you know, that whole curse related bit. Mm -hmm. That's what gave the witch a bad name. Yeah, It had nothing to do that. Witches were women. It had nothing to do with any of that. You had somebody that was going through that was drunk because that's all they did was drink mead and beer, right? Yeah, and you know, a, a witch who actually did a lot of good things for people, mm-hmm. you know, probably helped somebody with stomach problems or just yeah. you know anything, and then all of a sudden, there's an argument, there's something going on, or there's you know,
1: well, again, you get back to the superstitions,
0: yeah. Because but there's somebody
1: initially the the people who were accused and tried as witches were. The midwives and the healers. Yeah. And all it took was a midwife or a healer to have a bad day. You know? The, no, the but it's not even a bad day. The didn't help and the person died. All of a sudden, you're no longer a healer or you're no longer a no, midwife. No, but I'm, I'm not, not even talking
0: about that person. Because, like, I even see it today on, like, Facebook with the Facebook witches, which I want to just slam my yeah. phone across the room when I see that stuff. But it's, you know, oh, if you mess with me, I'll do this. And it's like, if you're saying that now, yeah. you were saying it then. Yes. That's what I'm getting at. yes That's where, like, human beings don't change.
1: No. They've they been don't. the same yes.
0: decrepit person they've always been. Mm-hmm. And I, I say this every day. You can wake up in the morning, and you can try to have the best day of your life and have very positive encounters. You can
1: make good choices. Yeah. Or you can make No,
0: but it's just, you can, you can either do a good thing. Mm -hmm. That's what got me into quitting drinking, stopping drugs, Mm -hmm. stopping booze, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. I looked at those were things that I was turning to, to handle things in my life. At the end of the day, that's what it was. I just had this conversation with a coworker Mm -hmm. about, you know, quitting smoking. And, you know, I was telling him, I was like, yeah, I started on the vape without the nicotine. Yeah. And I smoked for 20 years, a pack and a half, two packs a day. Yeah. And the nicotine addiction was gone after 30 days, mm-hmm. which was tough, and then became the hardest fight I'll probably have in a long time with things was the quitting of the habit. Habit, yeah. And the thing is, is that habit is there for a reason. It's yeah. because of all these other forces in my life that I didn't, A, want to deal with. Right be were scared to deal with, mm-hmm. which was a hard thing as a guy to sit there and be like, God, I really, I am afraid to handle this idea or this, this situation thing, yeah. or this thing. And you've got to conquer those things to get through it to say, yeah, you know, I don't need these things in my life. Yeah. And, and once I got all that on there, out of there, I really did see it as it's that simple. You can either try to be a positive person and and have a positive outlook and yeah. and have each engagement with a person to be positive learn something about them if they're having something wrong with their life can you help them right you know those types of things and and not try to s- just be in that that tale that everyone can get into that's victimizing you know there and are just saying you know oh, I, oh
1: and it and was el- funny my uncle referred to the negative people the negative mm-hmm. Nellie's as uh, Grim Reaper's.
0: (laughs) Well, and in a sense, they, they are. really are. They like, really are. When you're trying to be a positive person yeah. and there's just that grim reaper that's the just Eeyore. there that wah, just, wah. yeah, and it's like, oh, it's yeah. beautiful out. Oh, it's too hot, you know, yeah. and it's just like, well, there's, you know, it's isn't never it a nice enough. sunny day? Well, we could really use the rain, you know, yeah. and then, you know, if you're in New York, you go into winter and it's like, God, I wish it was summer. Yeah. You know, that's what you have in New York. If you're not from New York or the Northeast, Here is the cliff notes of a Northeastern American person. In the winter, they're complaining that it's too fucking cold and they want it to be summer. And then summer summer comes around. There's that first month of summer where everybody's all happy. It's not snow. And then right after that, it gets into like July, August, and it's too fucking hot. But they're not wishing for winter because they don't want the snow or anything. But they just complain that it's too fucking hot. Yeah. And then you get a nice fall for about a month and then you start winter again. And everybody says, Jesus, so fucking cold and all this fucking snow. Yep. I wish it was summer. And I hate to say it, but that's another thing that like only a positive punk that drives people nuts. You just wish your life. You can wish your life away. away, You really, really can. It's easy to do. Mm -hmm. But as far as Satan, it's such a weird topic. For me because it's just been around for so long. You know, and it's I, unwavering.
1: I you know, pulled it's- up the references of Satan in um like popular culture, mm-hmm. T V shows. Uh he's he's not only in T V shows, he's in movies. Yeah. Uh starting from nineteen twenty six and it's ridiculous there's probably at least 100 movies
0: oh i, I would say there's got to be a television at least, shows. they got to be in the thousands you know
1: there's almost as many well you he's, figure he's referenced in uh songs like he's literally in uh, he's in literature yeah again the very first reference like we said is um the inferno from thirteen twenty one.
0: And it's from world thirteen
1: twenty one on. He's he's like
0: and it's worldwide.
1: Yeah. He's in comics. Which brings me to mm-hmm. so <laughs> we we referenced Supernatural. Yeah. And I got into the television show Lucifer. Oh yeah. You watched um, that, right? Yes. Yeah. The guy who plays Yeah. Lucifer. so if i'm being honest that's what drew me in well of course but i will say it has its moments of camp that make it almost unwatchable Mm -hmm. well no it is unwatchable (laughs) because it does cross a line however when they're just doing straight storytelling yeah it's pretty compelling they've got the fallen angel They've got the, his name is Lucifer Morningstar. Mm. They have quite a bit of all of this. And throughout the whole thing, Lucifer's big hang up is he's left hell. Hell is, he's supposed to be the the prince. He's supposed to be on the throne. He's mm-hmm. supposed to be overseeing everything. And all I could think of was like Crowley, the king of hell. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, there's no king in hell. And uh, he's on earth because he's he's he calls it a vacation. He's on holiday. Yeah. And throughout the whole time on earth, he keeps saying, stop blaming me for your bad decisions. I don't make anyone do anything. And he talks about, do you want to know what the big thing is in hell? He goes all of the doors are unlocked. Everyone has like their own cell in hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where they're replaying a horrific event over and over again. Like they're in this this constant horrible loop. And he goes, you're free to leave at any time, but nobody opens the door. Yeah. They all stay in their own Personal hells, yeah, and it's all self inflicted. And throughout the whole thing, his his major gripe is, you know, I didn't make you do that. I didn't tell you to do that. I didn't. Yeah, you I know, I remember. I
0: remember you talking to me about that one time we were driving in the car. And pretty interesting. Yeah, and that's something that I kind of really, really steer my ship with, as far as an outlook of people's personal hell. Because most personal hells that people are in, Mm -hmm. it's their their own damn vault. Yes. It really is.
1: Like, there's one guy.
0: Because most people you could sit there and talk to and be like, oh, well, all this stuff is happening. And if you stick around long enough and listen to their tale, woe, you could be like, you know what? Right there. Yes. Is where, A, you should have seen all this coming. Yes. And be, and granted, it's easier to be a armchair quarterback yes. and that type of stuff when people yep. are going, but it's kind of like, it's the person that just throw. like, I'll never, I'm just never been this person mm-hmm. and I never get how people can do it where they just throw everything right to the wind yeah. and hope it works out. Yeah. With no kind of planning. No. No kind of like idea of yep. a, you know, cause you remember when, I was doing very well in my career. The biggest fucking insult you could have ever gave me was, boy, you're really lucky with everything you have. Oh, that used yeah. to fucking oh, throw me Lord. to the fucking moon because I worked <laughs> oh, my fucking get, ass off get for it. you well, Yeah, no. and And yeah. people that are like that, I mean, I would go golfing with people that are in that type of situation that yeah. are doing really, really well mm-hmm. in their life. And we would sit there and talk about it. It's just like, yeah, that's the number one offense right there.
1: Yeah, luck has nothing had, to do with well, it. Well, no, it does. There's a little There's bit some, of luck, some but lucky it's intervention hard freaking work.
0: But there was heart I've, I've heard this sentence or this statement from a lot of people. It's kind of a meme type statement, but it's really true. The harder you work, the more lucky opportunities come towards you. Mm-hmm. And it really is. The harder you work towards something, mm-hmm. the harder you work. Uh, you know, you can't just work hard. You got to have an idea, you know, cause like I'll sit, it amazes me. I'll talk to somebody and be like, so, you know, do you have a, a kind of plan for the year for yourself? And, and I hear people like, no. Mm-hmm. And you know me, that's like, I I can't even exist for 30 seconds without having a plan.
1: <laughs> and I granted it's, it's funny. You have a plan you have like a general. I have a plan, general. Well, yeah, because and then you have your your plan for your your professional life. Yeah, but when you get down to your personal. Oh, like, my personal day. The day to day. Oh,
0: I'll fuck that off. Exactly. Like, not the, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you're will but like, I'll Plan what? Yeah, but I'll fuck that off after I've done whatever it takes for the day yes. to get me to that mountain I'm trying to climb or that yeah. valley I'm trying to go through. Yes. And that's where, like, I look at people and they're just like, yeah, no, I I don't, just like nothing across the board. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, wow. It's like, yeah, no, for the first, you know, I've got the year developed into quarters. Mm -hmm. And, like, first quarter I want to have this done. You know, this quarter I want. I told you two years ago that I wanted to buy a vehicle on Labor Day after I turned the lease in in July. Yeah. And we're getting a vehicle Tuesday, the day after Labor Day. I missed it by a day. And honestly, I wouldn't have missed it by the day if it was a holiday.
1: <laughs> well, here's the yeah. thing. We were initially yeah. supposed to go on Labor Day, but, but it just like they ran into issues. Yeah,
0: and that's what, you know, I'll kind of put this as a personal statement out to people that think that it's just luck. It's not luck. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that right now. There's a lot of lucky people. Yes. Like, I'll go golf with my dad. It drives me absolutely nuts. He'll bury a ball into the woods, and you hear, and it'll pop right out and land in the fairway. Mm-hmm. And he's the only son of a bitch I know that fucking does that. Yeah. And after, I'm immune to it at this point, but we did the, um, uh,
1: the tournament. Yeah. We Valley did the tur-
0: tournament for the, um, American Legion. And, uh, yeah, the guys we were golfing with, they're like, oh, that's deep. I'm like, no, it's not. And you, you know, boom, it pop out. They're like, how the hell do you know that? I'm like, cause it just happens all the time. Yeah. You know? Now, every ball I hit in the woods, oh, that shit's murdered. It's in gone. There. Yeah, you'd need Frodo and Sam to get the ball because yeah. it's going to be a while. But I just, I, I am a firm believer, and I think a lot of people need to understand this, is that even people that appear to be lucky, they are working towards that type of thing. Yeah. And yeah, when I was working and doing really well in my career Mm -hmm. and even now where I'm at and people just, you know, I like to say I'm blessed. I like to say I'm fortunate. Mm -hmm. I really like to say I'm fortunate. Fortunate just feels right. Yeah. I think luck's cheap. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's a, you know, it's a statement to say, hey, you had nothing to do with this and it just fell into your lap. Yeah. No fucking way. Yeah. I got a buddy of mine out in Albany area out through there and he's a real estate uh, guy very successful. And I'm so happy because it couldn't happen to a better guy. I met him a long time ago Mm -hmm. when we were working in GE together. And that dude is a hustler. Right. I guarantee anybody that would sit there and say, Oh, I want to be like that. You wouldn't be able to hang out with this guy for half a day because he wakes up early and he's just motoring and,
1: you have to be a hustler.
0: Yeah, and it's not just real estate for him. He's yeah. He does car, he's into yeah. cars. He'll tell you flat out, if it's not bolted to the floor, I'll sell it. Yeah. You know. Yep. He, he sold watches for a stint mm-hmm. and 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 did that. I mean, he's just a natural, true-born hustler. And that's not luck. No. It has nothing, it has nothing to do with it. All the nice things he has is because he worked his ass off for it. Right. But he also had a plan. Yeah. He had a spot where he thought he could see himself. Mm-hmm. And I think that type of guidance, again, to tie it all with the Satan thing, mm-hmm. that type of guidance steers you away from the the temptation of doing something else just because you're straight up lusting for it. Right. And and that'll get you into trouble. So to follow this up, I just thought it would be nice to do a uh, a joke, a devil joke. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever heard about the dyslexic uh, devil worshipper? No. He sold his soul to Santa.
1: Oh, so close.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Same letters. Just in the wrong <gasps> They put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable.
0: Syllable? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think uh I think this is it for Satan.
1: Could it be Satan?
0: What do we got next week?
1: We've got the Bell Witch. I know. I was going to joke and go, "We got the Blair Witch." No, no, just kidding.
0: Yeah, yeah, Blair Witch. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll talk about that in the next one.
1: No, no, eh, we just won't.
0: lightly, Yeah, you know? uh, yeah, yeah. The Bell Witch. Yep. We are. Let's see. Do I have anything? Uh, I don't think so. Do I have anything to announce or anything like that? No, no, I don't. Nope. So, we wish uh, everyone here at the states a, a happy Labor Day weekend. Yep. We actually when this airs, we hope you had a happy Labor Day weekend.
1: Well, cause it'll be be on Labor Day. Day. Yeah. So, so if you're still, if you're still
0: boozing, don't stop. You got time. Keep going.
1: No, no. Um, you got work on Tuesday, unless you took some extra time off. Yeah, so I don't it'd know. probably be a good idea to start getting some electrolytes into your system. I would say maybe that- maybe some Gatorade. I would say or that to Smart people. Water. I
0: would say that to people in like the thirty to mid thirties and up. Mid thirties, twenties.
1: Stop drinking on Sunday night Tw- and start doing the Gatorade. No,
0: it's Monday. It's Monday. They're already past that. That. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, that's right. Yep. No booze on Monday.
0: Yeah. No. So. If you're in your 20s, get clobbered. Yeah. You know, get clobbered. Enjoy it
1: while you can. Yeah. Youngin. Yeah. Because
0: yeah, you're only going to get styrofoam head for the rest of your life. That's
1: someday.
0: Like, yeah. No, the hangovers just get longer.
1: It's going to be pert near impossible. There was
0: a kid telling me that, you know, because I was telling the old drinking stories like in yeah. my 20s where I just drank constantly. hmm And, uh. And he's just like, yeah, you don't do that anymore. I'm like, dude, the hangovers just get longer. I'm like, I didn't get hangovers at all then. I would just wake up and be like, oh yeah, brand new day. Let's go. Yeah. Then 30s came around. It's like, I'm not feeling so well in the morning. Yeah. Then like mid 30s, it's like, I feel like shit. Yeah. And then, but it would only be the morning or the day. Yeah. You know, and then late 30s and definitely early 40s for me. Yeah, it was forty
1: is the turning. I point.
0: felt like shit not only the whole day after
1: it was, days. but even the
0: next day. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah, that's enough of that.
1: It's not cool, man. Yeah, it's not cool. So
0: rule number one:
1: no Ouija boards.
0: Rule number two: no dolls. Three: no capes. None.
1: None. Not a single one.
0: How about four.
1: No blood rituals.
0: Yeah. yeah. Five.
1: No cults satanic or otherwise
0: about six
1: no apathy
0: yeah yep and we don't You've have a number seven yet don't so i think uh i think we're due for a rule in the next couple episodes probably i, I, I never like the rules i like them coming out organic yeah but we are due for a rule given our our kind well, of I don't rotation know.
1: we did apathy did make its way blood rituals and cults happened Back to back
0: Well, yeah, rightfully so. Yeah. You know. But uh yeah, folks, have a great uh great week, a great day, a great week.
1: And make good choices.
0: Take care.